Sam, I'm going to post a screenshot oh, of yeah? the title of one of the Disney episodes. Mm-hmm. And I just saw this one. And I think you will like its canon implications. Okay. Ready for this? Uh, what you got, eh? I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. <laughs> Yes, this makes it into the stinger. This is an episode entitled Quail Man vs. the Little Rubber Army. <laughs> oh, well, don't you worry, because the episode right before that is called Doug's Adventures Online. Oh, God. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna nah. Whatever. Be happy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Here comes the second most problematically named episode of Doug. (laughs) And Jim. I'm editing the Inspector Gadget race disambiguation page. And so today we cover episode <laughs> 37, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. And episode 37, part one's title is Doug's Shock Therapy. Now, my co-hosts were what? confused as to why this episode is named Doug's Shock Therapy, because Doug... In this episode, Doug does not undertake shock therapy, nor does anyone <laughs> no. in it. The reason no. it's called Doug's Shock Therapy is because Doug gets shocked by a hand buzzer in this episode. No, come on. That's not well, it. That is absolutely it. That's Why? A thousand percent. I, no. That's Doug logic. Do anything, that doesn't do anything therapy-esque even remotely. Right. It's a reference. It's the, hey, that's that's like that thing, right? No, no, no. But is that called shock therapy? No, no, it's not. Yes, it's, come on. It's Doug logic. I'm what's what I'm saying. I'm looking up what the definition of shock therapy I'm, That's the only thing in that's this episode that has like, anything to do with shocking. That's why they did it. I know I've I'm I've dipped my head into this this show so long that I can think like the writers do. Yeah, I if you look it up, Mike, you will be turning up the fact that shock therapy is the idea. It's like immersion therapy, only you just throw them right in the fucking deep end. It'd like just be putting you in a nice relaxing pool of spiders to get you to be stop afraid of spiders. Oh, yeah, awesome. (laughs) And as you may gather from that description, it doesn't work very well. It is also, incidentally, contemporaneously to this, it's the term for the economic reforms we implemented in the former Soviet Union countries around this time (laughs) that went absolutely swimmingly and in no cases resulted in the far right surging back to take control of the countries in the aftermath of their terrible failure. Huh. I guess, and it, yeah. apparently it's also a movie from 1981. Oh, wait, no, this is called Shock Treatment. I'm an idiot. <laughs> there is also the idea that electroshock therapy would somehow fix things in people's brains that literally never worked, but that doesn't come up either. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was going to do some research on this, but I assumed Jim was going to have a sidebar, so I didn't do it. <laughs> Oh, no. Like, there, I didn't actually have a sidebar lined up for this one. Like, the core of it is every once in a while when a new scientific thing is come up with, the assumption is, hey, if we apply this to people, it'll automatically fix all their problems. The worst case of which is, uh, you know, hear about this cool radiation stuff? No. It's really cool. It makes stuff like glow in the dark and shit. And so if you drink water that's been infused with radioactive elements, it'll be good for you somehow. You'll become Spider-Man. Yeah, it'll kill all the bacteria. Also, your jaw will rot off. I mean, it's true. That does kill all the bacteria. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah. Alongside everything else. I mean, I did read One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest uh, book like 10 years ago, so I'm probably qualified to comment on this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. That's all it takes. So then does that mean that you're right that the only reason why it's called this is because of the hand buzzer? I I am willing to put all my chips on the table for this explanation because but no it, one no one else has an explanation. You can't there's does nothing. nothing. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I'm I'm not I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> I'm not saying it's it's a, a, a competent naming of the episode. I'm saying that's the, what they did. I've been okay. like I said I've been so I've I've had to think about this show so much that I know how they think, and this is this is what they're doing. 
Okay. Well, we'll we'll have to get there. We'll have to get uh, you there with us, dear reader, as we walk through this guy. And maybe, I guess, if you can think of a reason why it might be called that otherwise, otherwise, uh, we will revisit that theory once we get to that moment of the episode. Sound off the comment. Of course, of course. <laughs> well, uh, the beginning, it starts with Doug at school. And everyone at school is working on little projects, like making things out of paper. Uh, And Doug says, Dear Journal, the good news is our assistant principal, Mr. Bone, is out for the whole week. The bad news is he's in the hospital. I'm so glad Uh, that he's in the hospital is the underlying message of these these first two lines. uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Bit of a weird one. Yeah, uh, but so everyone's been given an assignment right at the end of class. Uh, Wingo tells everyone to write, get well soon, Mr. Bone, in their own words on a card. (laughs) How many ways can you say that? Probably not that many. (laughs) How much effort do you put into this when it's for the guy who is the assistant principal none of you really like? Possibly zero. Yeah, because we see that like, So it's right at the end of class, right? Like, everybody's about to run out. And, like, Roger is, like, halfway through cutting something out of paper, but he just fucking abandons it and whips it out the door when he runs out, right? Yeah, nobody gives Doug the card, so I don't know how this is true, but... Well, Doug is working on one with effort. Doug is making an art project. Uh, He makes a World's best sub. (laughs) He's more or less making the world's best sub card again. And actually very similar to that, because he is making a shoe, a card that looks like a shoe, with the statement that no one can feel your shoes on it, and then he signs Doug on the heel of the boot. (laughs) Steppies, please, Mr. Bone. Please give me steppies. That's what he's doing. He's putting Doug being squashed by Mr. Bone's boots. I need authority in my life, Mr. Bone. Please, please come back, Steppies. <laughs> please, please step on me. Please step on God, me. God, no one, no one can fill your iron stilettos, Mr. Bone. <laughs> God. Well, uh, Wingo starts saying that uh, she needs someone to volunteer to take the cards to Mr. Bone at the hospital. And while she's saying this, the bell rings and everyone just runs out of the door and completely ignores her. See you later, shit lords. (laughs) Anyway. Fuck school. Now the plot once again falls into Doug's lap. Yep, because Doug is too busy. He's too focused on steppies. <laughs> <laughs> He's too focused on making his card. Uh, and he doesn't notice that everyone else leaves. And so Wingo just assumes that he's volunteering to take the card. Imagine sending a child to the hospital to do this. Right? <laughs> Insane. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, like, God, or not just waiting until he gets back from the hospital, <laughs> yeah, or like I don't know, leaving it for a f- telling a family member to bring it in because it's not like you just say, "Hey, I want to go see so and so." Like, no, that's not how this works. Let's send this young boy into the hospital to give this adult some cards, I guess. Hey, kid, remember you. Let me make sure you haven't washed for like. A month before you go into the hospital and just wander around until you find where your fucking assistant principal is. <laughs> Make sure you lick every available surface on the way in, too. I mean, I don't think Bone really has any family members. And, like, this episode gets... Yes, vi- he does. We established previously that he has somebody who he calls, talked about his... Yes, your oh. yes, Schnookums, your Lamarickins, etc., etc. You're so right. Damn. Yeah, that's right. He, when he calls his mom and his, he's like, oh, shit. Oh, and oh, yeah, and also Fentruck lives with him, right? Ostensibly. Yes. Someone <laughs> somewhere gives a shit about the, whether this man lives or dies considerably more than Doug does. Well, yeah. it's a better son, Doug. Better son, Doug. <laughs> I like the idea that Fentruck just fucking ran out the classroom. He's like, fuck, I don't want to see that guy anymore. <laughs> I got to see him every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, so Doug is like, well, I guess I have to do this now. And he skateboards into Mercy Me Hospital. Now, question for you guys. Has Doug ever used a skateboard in this show? 
No. no. He's wanted one. He's wanted the Smash O skateboard. Okay, got uh, it. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> he skateboards into the hospital as one does. The hospital is just a big rectangular building. Okay, fine, whatever. It looks like you a prison. Figure, and it's super empty. <laughs> you'd figure that this being the outskirts of Richmond, Virginia, this is one of those places where like hospitals were one of those big glamour buildings people bought to show off. Oh, look how charitable I'm being. But who knows, maybe this is the suburbs and this is a new up-to-date office building e-hospital. Well, I think it is because uh, I think it's it's important that it's called Mercy Me because I think the me is referring to Mr. Bluff. So ah, I, yes. I imagine if we had seen the reception desk in this hospital, it would have had just like a giant fucking poster of Mr. Bluff's face behind it. Or Mr. Bluff's dad. We, right. get, we get this hospital instead of everyone getting health care. It's a trade-off. Right. Well, yeah, because if the hospital is out in the suburbs, that means that none of the poor people in the city can access it. God. <laughs> well, uh, so Doug goes in there. Uh, and I, I guess that they just say, yeah, you, you go find him because he isn't told where to go. Nope. He's wandering the just hospital. wanders around the hospital aimless. This happens all the time. Both of my siblings have informed me that half of their job is wrangling the small children who travel to and fro inside the hospital. Some of them form small clans to fight one another for treats. And on, like, there's, like, a tray with, like, a fetus in a jar in the background. Yeah, and just bags of blood. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, you haven't ever had to cater to vampires. Right, of course. I mean, if this is Mr. Bluff's, like, Illuminati combat combat hospital, like, maybe, uh, maybe there are vampires in his family. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Establish that this is just crossing over into one of those, uh, like, this will eventually become just some god-awful live-action, uh, like, you ever see the live-action World of Darkness show? It absolutely sucked ass. No. They made a live-action World of Darkness show? It was like a CW <laughs> yep. show? It was incredibly shitty and ran for, like, one season in late 90s, early 2000s. Hell yeah. It is god-awful and worth looking up. <sighs> Well, uh, in this one, yeah, and wait, before, you mentioned, Jim, you mentioned your siblings, uh, before we started recording, I was like, shit, we probably should have had a doctor on this episode, but then we were like, oh, well, fuck planning. (laughs) (laughs) Planning is hard. But anyway, uh, so we, uh, we, we flash into Doug just wandering the hospital, and then he just, like, picks a room, and he's like, maybe this is where Bone is, and he thinks to himself, he, he's like, I wonder what Mr. Bone is here for. He needs a dick transplant. <laughs> well, that's kind of what Doug imagines, because he he imagines walking in on Mr. Bone wearing just the hospital gown with his ass full out, uh, and he's had eyes installed in the back of his head in order to watch the kids better. Not horrible at all. <laughs> <laughs> this normal stuff also the fact that he is wearing the hospital gown so his ass is peeking out through the hospital gown as doug approaches him from behind is that sure is a decision uh-huh. he, he got the eyes just so he could look at his ass all the time <laughs> as you do. that was his favorite part of the video of himself <laughs> yeah. my favorite thing about him having the eyes in his head back of his head is that those eyes don't need glasses but he still needs glasses on the front Right, he he got them from a uh, a, a donor that had twenty twenty vision. <laughs> yeah. yeah, donor. That's where he got them from. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, uh, so he Doug actually ends up going into the room though. He's like, oh, I hope it's not that. He walks into the room. He's holding like a a, a little tree that has all the cards on it, and he goes up to Mister Bone who is just coughing in his bed. Doug, funny. Well, what do you know? Come in. (laughs) Are you okay, Mr. Bone? Oh, I'm fine. As fine as someone can be who's about to... (laughs) Yeah, I thought from this that they were setting up that and was just going to try out, oh, it's just a whole big misunderstanding. And okay, that'd kind of be... That'd be all moral. That'd be a story you could tell here. Gentle viewer, that is not where we're going with this one. <laughs> right, yeah, this part has almost nothing to do with what the actual plot Anything. is. Anything. <laughs> just like the title. <laughs> right. Well, Doug is just like, hey, 
I brought something to cheer you up from Wingo's class, Bone. And Bone completely interrupts him. He just, like, before Doug can finish talking, Bone interrupts him and fucking grabs Doug's skateboard out of his hands. Reminder, Doug has never used a skateboard before. <laughs> and is allowed to bring the skateboard into the hospital and to bring it into the hospital room for reasons. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, Bone says an incredibly sad statement here. Nobody's ever given me a real get well present before. Usually I just get a lousy card tree. (laughs) I don't know what to say. Yeah, this this cucks Doug into letting him have a skateboard. (laughs) Also, just a minor detail here, but notice that uh, there's only the one class that's sending this to him. (laughs) Yeah. Literally every other class in Bluffington Elementary thinks Mr. Bone should just go die. I mean, uh-huh. he is a he is an awful person in this episode. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say he deserves to die, but he's really <laughs> bad in this episode. Very manipulative. Yeah. The fact that Wingo is the only one who shows him any pity is... Yeah, there's some levels that this episode accidentally provides. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll go in. I, there's a there's a specific reason that we particularly find this episode depressing, but we're not there yet. Oh no, oh, we're, yeah. not. we're just starting to being sad in this episode. Like, uh, this one, like you have a shadow here of something we've seen before. This is Doug dealing with somebody else who has self obsession issues, and Doug is torn between pity and contempt for this self-pitying piece of shit. And, of course, being Doug doesn't have the ego to do anything else, but I (laughs) think Doug would have profited from the realization that, wait, this is how I act literally all the goddamn time. Uh (laughs) Well, Bone is like, Doug, Doug is embarrassed to tell Bone that the skateboard is not what he brought him. Uh, and Bone is like insulting card trees as he stares directly at Doug, who is holding the tree in front of him. Right. Doesn't even try to hide it. It's just like right in front of his face. <laughs> He's like, this is for me. I'm, uh, this is a card tree for me. Right. I made this. It's mine. Yeah. Unlike that skateboard. You're welcome, Mr. Bone. Uh, right. Well, they I have s- this card tree for unrelated fucking reasons. Well, the we get interrupted here because uh, a nurse comes in and straps Bone to a table to tell him that it's time to remove a wart from his little pinky. And Bone's fucking screams and wails through the entire halls of the hospital. Also, the nurse is the bean salad taters Stallsbury steak lady. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I assume I don't have to say this, but just in case, you don't need to go into surgery to remove a wart. <laughs> yeah, certainly not. You don't need to be put to sleep. I yeah. mean, that's, that's the joke, I guess. <laughs> you don't need a week in the hospital. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, because they say he's already been in the hospital for a week at this point, right? So, well, is this fake? Is there is there something else that maybe he's actually in the hospital for? Maybe they do give him a lobotomy. Maybe yeah, they do. While we were treating your horrible, I don't know, tertiary syphilis, we also figured we'd get the wart while we were at it. Right, that's why he needs the dick transplant. Right. That makes sense. Maybe they're putting him under for something else like that. Like, because you don't put him under for a wart. And maybe a wart, oh shit, maybe they say the wart on his little pinky. Maybe that's a metaphor. Maybe it's a metaphor for like him actually getting a fucking lobotomy, a brain transplant. The wart on his little pinky is the brain in his little pinky head, right? <laughs> <laughs> or I think we're we've gone too far afield here. We have to go back <laughs> to the realms that we know and understand. Recall that Mr. Bone is part of the Illuminati. Yep. As part of the Illuminati, and as one who has failed the Illuminati in multiple of their tasks, it has finally come time for him to pay for his transgressions, and the payment for his transgressions is that he will be tortured in Mr. Bluff's private hospital. Oh shit. Unnecessary and that's why- dick surgery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
And that's why it was so easy for Doug to get in and why there's all this crazy fucked up shit in the walls, like the the fucking like fetus in a jar and the bags of blood and stuff. This isn't a hospital. Well, I hate to tell you, Lamar, but uh, I'm afraid as per our peace treaty with uh, Mr. Bluff, uh, somebody must be sent over as a sacrifice. Vote for me. <laughs> oh, God. Yodelay-hee-hoo, baby. Oh, shit. That's, that's gotta be what's going on, because a week. Fuck, man. The mayor bargained with Robobluff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, uh, this ends Doug's interactions in the hospital. He's like, well, all right, time to go home. I'm bored. Yeah. And so the next scene is we're back at school. We're back at school the next day. And Bone is now back at school. And it shows that he is skateboarding through the halls yelling cowabunga. They prescribed medical marijuana as a part of the (laughs) treatment here. (laughs) Probably, right? (gasps) Yeah, because he's like, cowabunga! Surf's up! Dude. Come on, man. Don't leave me hanging. Lay some skin on me. This is also funny because it's like a 1950s version of what a cool guy is. <laughs> this is easy. This is definitely the how do you do fellow kids shit. Yeah, literally. Oh, literally it's to it. It's literally that. <laughs> well, yeah, he, so he like comes up to Doug and he's like being all chummy with Doug. Giving him high fives and shit. As everybody just walks, like no one gives a fuck. They're just like walking by in the background. Uh, and Bone tells him to come to his office because he has something to show him. He also tells him to call him T-Bone, so I'm going to call him Low T-Bone. <laughs> yeah, fair. And Doug, while he's telling Doug to, to come to his office to show him something, Doug walks away while he's still saying it and doesn't acknowledge <laughs> it. He's staring straight forward and walking away as Lamar Bone is like, come to my office, I gotta show you something. <laughs> Sorry, I'm busy having a dissociative episode, Mr. Assistant Pristable, sir. Yeah. Well, so... Doug, eventually, like, I guess we just go through the rest of the day until Doug decides to go to Mr. Bone's office. Uh, He knocks on the door and Bone tells him to come in and he knows that it's Doug without Doug announcing himself. Yeah, because he's an eldritch entity. That's true. Oh, shit. Yeah, because he went to fucking Miskatonic University. Yeah, no, like we've just had it established that courtesy of his idol, Bone has tremendous extrasensory perception. Hmm. So maybe that's why he went so crazy in the hospital was because they tapped into that, right? Yeah. They 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 drilled into his extrasensory perception, forced him to use it, and then yes. he like is super out of it as a result of that. He's a little off kilter right now because his disguise has been pierced, and the last human who interacted with him is coloring his perceptions in a singularly unfortunate way. Oh, shit, because, yeah, like, everything that's imprinted on him now is Doug with the skateboard, right? Yeah. So he's like, all that is real in the world is skateboard. And we will see further evidence of this in a bit, but we got to get there. Holy shit. Okay, so, yeah, so he magically calls Doug in, and we see kind of a shot of Mr. Bone's office before anything else happens. We see that in his office, he has a bunch of other skateboards... He has a computer, he has a guitar and an amp, he has darts, he has like a Bart Simpson poster, and a Zorro pinball machine, and an arcade machine. Dude cave. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. This is dude cave. And as Doug breaches the dude cave and walks into the dude hole, uh, Bone pulls a rope, which drops a bunch of fucking golf balls on Doug's head. Again, it's like a 1950s version of what a prankster does. (laughs) Yes. He punches the jukebox. All all these pranks are just like things that you can buy in like a magic shop. (laughs) And as such, they are the things that a young Jim Jenkins, I mean Doug, would have <laughs> fantasized about one day doing. Yeah, just order it at a boy's life. <laughs> at a magic slash lingerie shop. Right. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. 
Well, uh, Bone welcomes him in. He says, come on in, dude, sit down. And Bone is wearing a backwards cap now. He's super cool. He has literally turned into, how do you do, fellow kids? (laughs) (laughs) This happened way before that, right? Uh, Yes, yeah. How do you do, fellow kids, I think is a 30 Rock thing. Okay, yeah, I think it's either 30 Rock or a... uh, Strangers with Candy, both of which were uh, much later than this. Gotcha. Okay, well, uh, this is where, yeah, he's like telling him, he's like, call me T-Bone. That's what everyone called me in school. <laughs> sure. Uh, hello, T-Bone. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And he, he thanks Doug, Bone thanks Doug for saving his life. Funny, I want to thank you for saving my life. Huh? I honestly didn't think I was going to make it through the wardectomy. You know why? No. Because I didn't think anybody cared. It's so sad. But this is, okay, that's hideously fucking bleak. And then just a quick reminder on all this one. This is a guy who has had his brush with death, question mark, and has come back from it desperately seeking the approval of 11-year-olds. Uh-huh. Yep. That's so fucking sad. It's so fucking sad, and it's about to get sadder. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because Bone talks about the process in which he uh, started to think, uh, like, why he, like, wants to act in the way that he is now. He says that when he was holding that skateboard that Doug gave him, he was holding it through the entire operation— And he said when they put him under, he dreamt of being a child. And it shows him turning back into like a 20-year-old and then into a kid and then going into like Candyland with a bunch of rainbows and circus tents. (laughs) He goes to Neverland Ranch. (laughs) (laughs) It was a magical place filled with happiness and joy, lakes of hot chocolate and miles and miles of sidewalk. And everyone liked me. We played for hours and hours with no grown-ups to boss us around. Mr. Bone goes into one of Doug's fantasy realms. Yup. Doug is a communicable disease, (laughs) and Mr. Bone has caught it. Oh yeah, we already know that. Yeah, yeah, we are living See proof. This podcast. Doug, yeah, Doug is a communicable disease, but we are not patient zero, gentle viewer. Lamar Bone was patient zero for Doug Brain. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason I think this episode is so sad to us is because this right here is literally the millennial experience. Like, how many people do you know? like, had to move back home after college. Like, all we have right now, instead of turning into an adult, is retreating back into our childhoods. See this podcast. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm above this, too. I bought an SNES Classic, for God's sakes. I yeah. mean, instead of having actual, like, a, a life that we can have, like, dr- growing up and being an adult, it's just like, well, the next best thing is go back to when you thought everything was stable. Yeah, Yeah. like you have a world where Disney, currently owners of the Doug brand, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) is uh, the like Disney's entire thing for those of us who have been absolutely losing our minds over this pandemic is it's okay. You can watch all the same shows you watched when you were 10 and you still knew what joy was. You can go back. Don't look at your face in the mirror. Just remember what it was like when you were young. <laughs> Damn. I mean, how many? How much stuff is reboots now? Yeah, it's true. literally all of it. It's everything, uh-huh. and it's, like it's it's the path that they're giving us instead of like progressing. We don't get to progress. It's arrested development. I mean, it's yep. also just the most profitable thing imaginable. True. Yeah, I mean, no. it's the same thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, what is new is dangerous and might fail. Just endlessly regurgitating the same shit over and over and over again, expressly the same as the withered up corpses of the people who used to provide it are called in to do a little song and dance one last time. Yeah, no, well, uh, yeah, sure. Let's w- bring on the Wayne's World guys for a Super Bowl commercial where they both look like they should be dead by now. But that's not, not a new that's not a new phenomenon, right? Like that's everything has been a remix forever, right? 
That is a joke that goes all the way back to Ecclesiastes, but once upon a time when you remixed something, you at least gave it a slightly different name, because if it broke out into something new, that then could be remixed, as opposed to the modern setup of, well, we're literally just going to do the old thing again. We're rebooting Ghostbusters for the 83rd time, but it's okay, this time Slimer is blue and sad. <laughs> yeah, I and guess very you name horny. it. Oh, <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you name it the same thing, it's difficult to say that it's not. I mean, yeah, our entire generation gets infantilized all the time. Like, if you go to, like, the Grubhub app, it's just bright, simple colors, and please give yourself a treat. Yay! (laughs) I mean, this isn't an original observation, but I think that's why this one hits so depressingly hard, is because it, it hits close to home. Yeah, this episode in general. Yeah, and yeah, the difference yeah. is Lamar Bone is already a successful adult. <laughs> oh shit, you're right. He can. He like has healthcare. He can go yeah, to the Lamar hospital. Bone is a, yeah, Lamar Bone is a successful. Like this is the '90s uh, whole fucking thing. Like this was like Homer Simpson was this was yes he has a job that will provide for his wife and children. But he doesn't feel fulfilled by it. And Lamar Bone has a job that provides for him in abundance. He can have his wart surgery and take a week off for it, because why the fuck not? And he lives in a mansion. <laughs> he, lives, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he lives in a fucking mansion and has hobbies and a bunch of pals who he can have those hobbies with. But no, he doesn't feel fulfilled, and so he's going to try to recapture his childhood. Your childhood is gone. Accept that. Move the fuck on. But nope, the good people of uh, Disney will be trying to sell you on the idea that, no, you can always go back. You can always go back forever. Nothing ever has to change. Why is the water rising? Shut up. (laughs) Well, at least in this magical place, uh, Bone says that it was full of happiness, joy, lakes of hot chocolate, and miles and miles of sidewalk. And he says everyone liked me. <laughs> which <laughs> fuck again man. which again this is the other part of this that has always been total horse shit being a child does not mean everybody likes you there nope. are still the same dumb anxieties it's just that they're significantly stupider because your brain doesn't work right yet I would like, say that it is the opposite for me, where way more people liked me after I stopped being an awful child than when I was an awful child. To be clear, I'm not saying I'm above this. Like, I'm an adult that has yeah. beat Baldur's Gate 2 as an adult for, like, the 10th yeah. time. Same. Yeah. It, this is where we're at. Yeah. yeah, the focus that I've got on this one is there is this weird thing where people talk about, oh, yeah, being a child was great. Everything was wonderful and lovely and everyone liked me no they didn't there was at least that one kid who hated your fucking guts and you hated their fucking guts for a reason that you as an adult know is just the most stupid petty bullshit but you were a child you didn't have the perspective for that and that petty hatred and all of its petty humiliations were just as real to you there is a great line in a terry pratchett book that i fucking love about how there's something wonderful about listening to small children playing from a distance because you can't hear what they're shouting to one another. Because <laughs> when small ch- the sound of sound, small children playing from a distance is wonderful because they're clearly having a great time. And it's only when you can make out the words that you realize that those people are busily yelling at each other the foulest things they can think of. It's just that because they can't think of any good curse words yet, they're mostly just saying really dumb and funny ones. Well, now you get to have that experience on Fortnite. Yeah, Proud sponsors of the funny papers, <laughs> and and you can hear it in crystal clarity. <laughs> and they know all the bad words now. Yeah. They know now the an eight-year-old can call you a racial slur on command. Well, we they know the baddest words that we don't know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like well, poggers uh, or <laughs> Bulgarian. <laughs> Well, the I think the weirdest thing in this of uh in this fantasy when it shows the kids that uh that love Lamar Bone in this there it shows a bunch of kids and they're yes. all yelling we love T-Bone but those kids are the kids from the school. Larry's yep. in there. The large Larry is there. one of them. The fucking Boy Scout kid is in there. Like the like, it's all the kids from the elementary school. It's not the kids from Bone's childhood, right? And so I don't think he's reimagining his childhood in this. I think he's imagining, what if I was a kid now? 
right? With everything I know now and none of the stupidity that came with it. Like, no, that's not how this works, buddy. I mean, we've all had that fantasy of like, oh, what, yeah. if I could, what if I could go redo it? <laughs> what if I could go back and do it again? And the answer is you can't go back and do it again because you wouldn't be the same fucking person now, would you? I'd be way cooler. <laughs> yeah, what if I could go back and crush all those spelling tests? Oh, God, yeah. that would feel so good. Fuck yeah. I can spell because and cloud. <laughs> still remember that one. <laughs> well, I go back and I still fail all the tests. Right, on purpose. Because I have video cool game kid. brain. But this time it's part of a highly advanced bit you're doing at your own expense. Right, of only I think is funny. <laughs> this is also a thing that, like, again, in the category of 90s media that did this better. God. This is, like... There is a very good Star Trek episode that has this at its core premise is, yeah, okay, our hero is dying, and the local godlike piece of shit has said, so, is there anything you ever wish had been different, Jean-Luc? And, yeah, yeah, there were some of those things, and he goes back and he does some of them, and then the punchline is, having done the things he wishes he'd done— and not done the things he wishes he'd not done, he flashes back to the present, and he's no longer the man he was. He is a whiny little turd who never actually developed any kind of self-respect, who is just farting around having accomplished nothing. Same. <laughs> yeah. So there's the core premise of that being, no, that's not how this works. You learn from your mistakes. If you unmake your mistakes, you unmake the learning from them. Well... In this, we flash back to the real world, and Bone tells Doug that they're going to be best friends. And then he shakes Doug's hand, and this is when the titular buzzer happens. This is his shock <laughs> therapy. Again, I'm not saying it makes sense or is good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Doug has some shock therapy, and then they look at the camera and say, it's the title of the episode, Sam. <laughs> Yeah, how'd you know that? <laughs> yeah, now I'm just realizing that part. I didn't realize. I now I didn't think it was strange until right now that they called you out by name. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> oh well. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, uh, so they go back to class, and it shows that Wingo is reading a book to the class while no one pays attention, and she says. And then King Ludwig of Bavaria went insane. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so really quick here, note that Mrs. Wingo is currently sitting down at her desk. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, just make a note. Just put a pin uh -huh. on that. <laughs> yeah, just footnote that. <laughs> and also before this, I, the first thing when we got on to talk, uh, I, I said to Jim before we started recording, I said, do you know who King Ludwig of Bavaria is or do we have to look this up? My answer was no, I don't. <laughs> but then you did research. Who is it, Jim? Um, King Ludwig of Bavaria is a guy who is mostly notable for having taken, one, being one of the early, like, major aristocrats who we know for a fact was gay as hell. Hell yeah. Two, we know for a fact <laughs> that he was, uh, like, he was really embarrassed by the fact that Germany didn't have any good castles by his standards, so he'd look at a bunch of French castles and paid stupid amounts of money to make a bunch of really fancy castles, one of which Mike told me is in civilization. So, yeah, cool. it's, it's a <laughs> castle that makes all your other castles give more benefits. And three, due to the fact that he was spending <laughs> his entire country's money on uh, all these fancy castles, his court decided, we're going to proclaim this guy nuts and get rid of him. <laughs> Did he the actually end. go insane, though? Um. It was a very political accusation of insanity, as such any statement on the subject would be horseshit. Also, let's be real, they had diaries of him saying that he'd like to do dudes, so if they wanted to say this guy was nuts, that would probably be their justification. Shoutouts to the old days. <laughs> Everything was cool and good and normal. Well, uh, so Bone gets on the announcements while interrupting Wingo and says that school is now out. And everyone should leave and tells Wingo to get a skateboard. <laughs> and then... Whatevs. <laughs> and then Wingo sits down again and there is a whoopee cushion on her chair. <laughs> Just 
unbelievably incompetent. Like, <laughs> I, I, maybe for no payoff. Maybe Nothing he has happens. an agent. Maybe he made Doug do it. Maybe he was like, "Look, Doug, we're best friends now. When I give the word that everyone needs to go home, you put a whoopee cushion on her chair. Right? You Doug's teleport like, yes, it back and onto her chair while she's standing up. Yeah." <laughs> what the, well, God I mean, damn! Oh shit! What if this is his powers manifesting again? Maybe Wingo actually those? just just ripped a fat one. <laughs> Maybe, but I think it's I think it's uh, Bones' powers manifesting again because a bunch of shit just like randomly happens in this episode, and I think it's just his powers like flailing. Yeah, right? this is the power right, so. from the brain damage. <laughs> Right, and from the like, yeah, from the like uh, uh, torture that he underwent in Bluff's private hospital. Well, so the kids all leave school, and they decide that the first thing they're gonna do is stand on the lawn outside the school and just throw a basketball back and forth in a circle <laughs> on a lawn. Hell <laughs> yeah! Not even a soccer ball. Like, no, they're just throwing it back and forth. They're not like doing a bounce game. They're just having a nice six-way game of catch. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> uh, and they're like, "Hey, what should we do with all this free time? Because it's only eleven thirty. Hey, let's go to the Honker Burger." Our favorite place. (laughs) (laughs) And Bone sticks his head out the window and says that, oh boy, I'm coming too. And then everybody ditches and tells Doug he's doing an awesome job. Yeah, keep keep hanging out with the (laughs) 40-year-old. You're doing great, Be best friends with the 40-year-old so Uh he can get out of school. Yeah, and fuck you. We don't want to hang out with him. Right. Only you do it. I also like that they're all saying that they're going to go home, but their parents their parents won't give a fuck. They're just going to be like, eh, it's cool. Their parents are probably at work. Yeah, that's true. We, yeah, most people, yeah. Well, what about like Beebe's parents, right? Like, I don't think, does Beebe's, yeah, Beebe's mom is like a fashion designer or something. She's, something she like works that. like crazy. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Oh, man. It might be one of those like make work jobs that rich people give each other, though. Class. Yeah, it doesn't actually bring a profit in but it's like something to do like yeah. the coat like the coke brothers like awful nephew that makes the hideous t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> are they nice t-shirts oh no they're awful looking they're like <laughs> they're like more gaudy than hawaiian shirts wow hell nice. yeah oh well uh bone and is like hey doug my best buddy we gotta go to the honker burger and you gotta buy me food <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Absolute alpha mindset. Yeah, he just fucking bullies Doug. He he gets a, a skating start because we recall Doug doesn't have his skateboard anymore, and Bone skates off and goes last one there buys. <laughs> <laughs> like Doug, buy me Honker Burger. Right, I live in a mansion, but you have to buy the McDonald's. Hi, I'm a 40 year old who lives in a mansion and is going to be dragging an 11 year old to a burger joint where he has to laugh at my jokes. Nothing creepy here. He doesn't, though, because they go there and they're just like having shakes together, and Bone is just like being insufferable, right? Bone is just like blowing bubbles in his shake, doing walrus impressions, throwing ice cream on his face, and Doug is real just cool dead. stuff. And Doug is just deadpan staring at him <laughs> for like a good twenty minutes. I think. Uh huh. This this series of quote unquote bits goes on forever. <laughs> and and there are people in the bunker burger. There's a, a dad who covers his kid's eyes. It's not it's porno, just, man. But he's just like, don't look at this. It's awful. <laughs> look at this man child. <laughs> yeah. He probably bought an NES NES classic. (laughs) He probably likes Baldur's Gate, too. Probably does a podcast about Doug. Wait, shit. Shit. (laughs) Shit. He probably does a podcast about Man O' Steel Man. (laughs) And then his son goes, what's a podcast? (laughs) His son is also Dale. We don't know why. (laughs) Both balls. Well, uh, they, the next day, 
somehow Doug has a skateboard now. Maybe Bone he gave He bought him another skateboard, which is very <laughs> funny given the episode a couple back where he had to like mow 3,000 lawns to get a skateboard. <laughs> or right. he stole one of Bone's spare skateboards that he evidently had like half a dozen of in his office. Uh, like this in and of itself could be a decent plot point. Right. They just don't. Yeah, they could have just had Bone be like, hey, best buddy, here's a new skateboard. Yeah, and it would have been like, an, okay, well, this still sucks and is awful, but I'm at least getting at least something material out of it. Right. right, exactly. It'd be a give uh, and take situation that would make the episode more in depth, but we can't have that. He's dug He's got to do, do the walrus bit first. Yeah. <laughs> it must be made entirely clear that this exists solely as an imposition on Doug that somebody next to him is happy for the first time in his miserable life. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Well, so that day, the next day, Doug shows up at school with his new skateboard and everyone is leaving. All the kids are leaving school and they're just soaked like they're completely wet. Uh, And Doug doesn't ask any reason why. He's just like, hey, why are you leaving? Also, why am I here many, many minutes later than the rest of you? Yeah. And... It is revealed that Bone has declared it skateboard day and canceled school. <laughs> but Savage is National just holiday. on vacation. We have to assume this. Yeah. As is every other member of the staff. And they're like, hey, Doug, just pretend that Bone is cool for a few more days. Uh. And while... <laughs> And while they're saying that, you can hear Bone inside the school giggling to himself. (laughs) I'm such a bad boy. (laughs) I canceled school. And as he giggles that he's such a bad boy, Doug opens the door and gets blasted with water as Bone says the worst line. (laughs) You're the hundredth kid I've nailed today! Before he said that, I paused it, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to write a good dick joke here. And then I wrote the good dick joke, and I unpaused it, and it totally, the, the episode itself made the dick joke obsolete. <laughs> Ooh, nice job, episode. <laughs> I've been nailing kids all morning, Doug. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody's plum soaked. <laughs> For some reason, God. they're all hanging around outside, not really going anywhere, kind of glassy-eyed. Oh, my God. Well, there's there's still a bunch of kids that are in the school, though. Like, it's, I don't know why. And then this episode is about to get even more problematic. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If for a weirdly different way. Oh, yeah. Just totally out of the blue. There's no reason uh-huh. for this. And Doug is like, hey, Bone, cut it out. Stop being a dick. And Mr. Bone's like, you're a fucking party pooper, bitch. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> No, well, now the forty-year-old is going to peer pressure the eleven-year-old after having bragged about nailing the eleven-year-old. Yeah, literally emotionally manipulating him. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, you fucking uh, wuss! We have to go to Suicide Mountain." Why is it called Suicide Mountain? <laughs> Why? Why would you do that in a cartoon? At the, at the end of my good times, when I realize that they can't keep being this good, I just have to take my young boyfriend over to Suicide Mountain. <laughs> and then all of Doug's friends beg him to go to Suicide Mountain. <laughs> Why did Mayor White build Suicide Mountain? <laughs> They beg him to go do that. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're literally on their knees. And there is a scene where when, like, oh, Doug, Doug is lying being, here. Yeah, so Doug, Doug is being begged by the kids outside to go to Suicide Mountain. Bone is being like, you gotta do it, you, you fucking wuss. You gotta do it. And all the other kids who are inside are crowded behind Bone, nodding at Doug. Everybody's like, go to Suicide Mountain, Doug. <laughs> Jesus ah, Christ. Die for us, Doug. Wowee. <laughs> And, yeah, Doug is like, but that's only for good skaters. And they're like, Doug, you've got to fucking go to Suicide Mountain. Shut the fuck up, Doug. Shut the fuck up, you wuss. 
I want to get off of school for skateboard day. Like, the idea of being nice to somebody else is being tied up in emotional manipulation and also death. Like, this is <laughs> fucked up on a couple of different levels. Oh, yeah. Like, the idea that if you are nice to somebody, it will kill them if you ever stop being nice to them. So don't be nice to them. And also, if you care about other people's well-being, you will be held hostage by those other people's well-being, and they will ask you to die for them. Like, Jesus. Jim, Mr. Oh. Jenkins, holy moly. are you doing all right at this time in your life? Yeah, Bone is holy like- Holy shit, dude. Yeah, Bone is like, guess I shouldn't have declared it skateboard day. Guess I shouldn't declare any more holidays at all. Wowee. <laughs> it's like, absurdly emotional manipulation right going on yeah, right now. Also, going back to that whole really, really gross kind of uh, infantilization thing, the adults who are desperately trying to feel young again and so leveraging their power over people younger than them. No, let me into the club. Let me into the club. I don't have my youth anymore. Give me the illusion of my youth back or I will punish you for denying it to me. Jesus, God. <laughs> well, uh, so Doug gives in. He goes to Suicide Mountain with Bone. The sentence uh, Doug gives in has never been more predictable. Uh-huh. And the next scene is them standing at the top of a fucking crazy death mega ramp that is like a 75-foot drop vertically down. Just straight down. Why would you want to do this even? Why would you build this park? <laughs> it's for good skaters, bro. <laughs> it's like that Simpsons gag, the elevator to nowhere, but then they did it for they did it straight. They played it straight. Completely. <laughs> Yeah, and people are going down it being like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Doug is saying here, he's like, wow, I'm starting to realize the cost of making Mr. Bone happy. <laughs> Let this be a lesson to you folks. Never give a shit about others. Ugh. And he imagines the two of them. In full body casts at Doug's house, sitting at the table with Doug's dad and pork chop eating soup while Judy stands to the side staring at them. <laughs> and while they're eating soup, Bone again dumps golf balls on Doug's head and laughs at him as nobody else cares. Which, I'll be fair, that is absolutely the next scene if this continues on its present path. Oh, yeah. And then there's another two self-pitying fantasies of similar vintage, including one where he assumes that Mr. Bone and him will be in the same nursing home and playing cards together. There's also a scene where Doug imagines that he is marrying Patty at City Hall, and Bone is his best man, and they are getting married in front of a bunch of strangers, and there are no friends or family <laughs> present. And then Bone opens the ring box and it is full of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I'll be fair, is a good gag. Yeah, but uh, first of all, Doug is imagining that Patty would marry him. And second of all... Oh, no, there's a reason there's no friends or family there. Bone was critical in kidnapping Patty for the marriage. Oh, shit, you're right. And that's and that's why they did it at City Hall, because uh, the, the leader of the Illuminati in this town is Mayor White. Yeah. And so they did it at City Hall, and all the people around them are probably the people from his time yodeling cabal. Yeah, right? no, this is a version where Doug is actually finally getting something out of this relationship he is getting his illuminati shotgun wedding and oh, he's just complaining shit. about the fact that his best man the 40 year old who has uh, <laughs> been his best pal since he was 12 is being a bit of a jerk about it like look buddy oh. i got you the shotgun wedding Calm the fuck down. And that's why, oh, I didn't want to, like, I thought that this was just a, like, oh, so you know what Doug looks like? Doug and Patty look like they're the exact same age in this. Yeah, so no, it's this basically, is basically, oh, God. Yeah, this it's is like two a, weeks from now. 
Oh no, it's a bone set up a child wedding. Ah, oh, Jesus. It's a cult. It's just a fucking cult. Yeah, well, okay. we knew that from back since the uh, Illuminati episode, so this That's tracks. true. Jesus. Yeah, well, so the dog flashes back into the real world from this, and he's like, hey, Mr. Bone, I gotta tell you the truth. I didn't bring you that skateboard on purpose. I meant to bring you some cards. And Mr. Bone is just like, Oh, so in other words, you hate me. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. That's just what you said. What? <laughs> huh? I mean, this is this is classic, just like super pure emotional manipulation shit. This is just yeah. pure. Oh, I guess you hate me because you're not giving in to me on this single stupid thing I want to do. Uh huh. We've had the previous congratulations to Doug for abusive boyfriending at a college level. <laughs> Bone is putting on a masterclass here. Uh huh. And they argue about whether this is what Doug's intention was. And then he fucking falls into the Grand Canyon. Bone does. He falls into this ramp uh, and somehow stays on the board, which is incredible. He uh, he just fucking falls down this 75 foot drop. And the next scene is Bone in the hospital again, obviously. But he somehow lived. And all he has to show for it is a broken leg, a broken hand and a broken head. <laughs> And now he's back to being authoritarian instead of a child authoritarian. <laughs> yep, because Doug feels bad that he sent Bone into the hospital and he, he got everyone to pitch in and bring him flowers. <laughs> Should have gotten because... a different skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he, uh... He... I got you video games. Try <laughs> no, video like... games, Bone. I think in the in the in the category of like emotional manipulation, Bone has convinced Doug that this is all his fault. Oh, and so God, and you're so right. Doug takes it upon himself to bring him flowers. <laughs> so fucking bad. Uh-huh. Well, uh Bone tells us the what he takes from this. He says, "Funny, I want to thank you. I'm turning over a new leaf." Again. <laughs> From this day forward, you're gonna see a new Mr. Bone. A Mr. Bone ready to face the world with a renewed sense of what school children really need. Skateboards? Discipline! Uh, so Mr. Bone is just like, I'm so pumped to tell these kids they're awful again and I can't wait to get back to school. As Doug leaves while Mr. Bone just is yelling and hooting and hollering, Doug just sneaks out the door. <laughs> well, we got him back to normal. He's gone from being emotionally abusive to just straight up abusive. Uh-huh, because our next scene is back in the school, Bone on crutches, and he's yelling at kids. He's telling one kid to shine their shoes, another to ma make their earrings match, and another to put their skateboard away. And then Doug grins at the camera and winks. <laughs> so, uh, what did we learn here? <laughs> we learned that finally, Daddy's back in town. <laughs> I honestly think the moral of this episode is don't give Mr. Bone a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> the moral of this episode is don't demonstrate empathy. Like, that's Kinda. it. Straight fucking up. If you demonstrate empathy, it will be only used to hurt you. Yeah, it's don't be nice to somebody because all they're going to expect from the future is that you'll continue to make, they'll make you do whatever they want. Yeah. If you're nice to somebody, they're going to take you for all your God. It's just like the uh, uh, the 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 Loretta episode yeah. where it was like, oh, they, people just want to take you for everything you got. Yeah, kindness is weakness. There can only be the one who takes and the one who gives in any given relationship. <laughs> there is no possibility of an equitable relationship. And <laughs> Any demonstration of kindness is weakness. Exist Jesus. in constant terror of those above you and constant disdain of those below you. This is not the worst episode yet, but it is the first morally abominable one we've had in a hot second. It's been a while, hasn't it, hey? Yeah, but uh, oh boy, did they make up for lost time. Perhaps the most so. grim episode. <laughs> yeah, so? yeah. Perhaps. It is definitely the saddest episode, I think. Yeah. 
I think I was the saddest watching this one. Like, of the morally abominable episodes, the other ones were at least had their funny moments amidst the awful, like uh, Bring on the Greasy Puss and uh, <laughs> a couple of other fun ones. Uh-huh. This one just, uh, no, this one is pure bleakness and depression. And it's uh. perfectly named. <laughs> perfectly it's fucking named. Completely accurate. If anyone else can figure out why it's called shock therapy, I'll gladly bow in defeat, but I think I'm right. Maybe it's just that Mr. Bone changes his personality out of the blue. Yeah. And that's it. Except for the shocks aren't involved in that at any point. Sure. <laughs> in conclusion, thank fucking God next episode is Hamburger Boy. Oh, yeah. Dear reader. Join us next week for the one of the episodes that a lot of people think fondly on. Doug is Hamburger Boy. Oh, baby. <laughs> Game over. Oh. Return of Dale. Well, let's call this one here and look forward to that one. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Let's go play video games.